everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Rock. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth and Justice. We are done with our break. The feed has been transferred. You may or may not have received 50 downloads of the same episode over the last couple of weeks, uh, but we finally got that that squared away. Uh, so we are here starting uh, starting things back up. This is the follow-up for Season 12, Episode 61. Uh, episode was titled, We Killed Her. We are sans Zach this week. Uh, it is Zach and Michelle's 14th wedding anniversary. So congratulations to Zach and Michelle. Uh, so it's just me and, and the lovely and talented Janet Varney here. Oh, hello. Yeah. And also, fun new thing, uh, now that we've transferred over to Audio Boom, uh, that now normally we do this intro and then there's a short ad break and then the show starts, but audio boom doesn't do an ad break there. And Janet and I don't know how to start the show or what should go in the space between the intro and the show starting. So, uh, uh, Janet, take it away. Great. All right. We're back after that, uh, beautiful musical break, uh, courtesy of, of Janet and, we're going to have to figure out what to do about that situation. Yeah. And if you heard me do that and felt it was inappropriate and you feel like posting on Facebook about it, please don't. <laughs> please don't. I have feelings and they get hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just going to have Shane put together like a like a short little music bump that I can just plug in there. Right. In the feel free to send him what I just did for reference. I'm sure it'll be really helpful. The thing is, we did five seasons, and I know that because we were doing the um, the ad marker stuff. We did five seasons without that. It was when we went to Wondery during season six when they we, they started this like intro then ad break thing, mm-hmm. and now I don't remember how to do it mm-hmm. without without that. So that's uh, what the musical segues for. It's fine. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Perfect. Yeah, and you nailed it. You really did. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want to just a little bit of housekeeping up front as we kind of get our, our our sea legs back under us. That's a thing that you do in podcasting. You get your sea legs under you. Um, I, I want to throw a big shout out to Kristen, Caroline, Sarah, Jessica, Teresa, Erica, Rachel, and Kelly. Uh, they are currently the team that is right now working tirelessly to place ad markers and do ad and they, we've had a few zooms with some training and they realized especially the old episodes are a pain in oh, the team. butt because yeah you. they got to find all the old ads and highlight those oh. and then they and then they got to find spots for the for the new ads uh so thank you guys from the bottom of my heart as i've told you guys in person and i want to say it again on the on the podcast like you guys are are lifesavers like they've seen how long i mean it takes five ten minutes to do an episode um, and there's 773 oh episodes, I think. 
Um, so there's just no way yeah. that I could do it. Um, but, but the, the eight of them are like breaking up. See, like I know they've got season 12 and season 10 done already. I think they're going to be working on season five now. Heroes. Also, I want to point out, I know, and there's a few people even in the YouTube chat, like a lot of people have like emailed and haven't heard back. Um, we're going to see if we need to add more people. The, the, the tricky part was, so first, it, you know, I was like, if anybody wants to volunteer to help thinking, I don't know why I thought this, that no one's going to want to do this shitty job. And it turned, I, I sometimes forget how freaking amazing all of you are. Yeah. Hundreds. Oh. Hundred. I mean, oh. my, that email inbox was is nothing but yeah i told people put ad markers in the subject line it's just pages oh. and pages and pages and pages and pages of it oh. uh so obviously that that which from the bottom of my heart i love all you guys so much it's it's so kind of so many of you and then i was like well i'll just start grabbing as the order they came in we'll start grabbing people and then i thought oh, wait a minute i have to give whoever is doing this access to the back end of the podcast which is terrifying sure to let people you know because like Understood. someone could go in and literally delete the podcast they could, yeah. they could put an ad marker every 10 seconds they could do all they could there's so many ways that they could that the podcast could be sabotaged yeah. uh and, and i know there are people out there that would love to do that wow. so then i put a post up that said you know somehow i got to verify send me like a picture id and your facebook handle so we can you know do a little bit of background checking and then janet 50 mm. people did that Ugh. like on top of that uh, and, and so if you're one of those people and you're wondering, like, I did everything and why haven't it, it's, it's simply because like we, we started going through like the first clump of them mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, well, I think eight's a manageable number to start with. We'll start that. And we, the, cause we went through all the background checking and vetting and everything and got them going. We may be adding to that team more, like, but, but please understand that like, if we haven't like gotten back to you and said, you want, it, it's not at all because you know, we don't like you or didn't want you. It's, it's just a sheer mass number of people uh, that are doing it. But I but I do want every single one of you guys to know that it is it means the world to me that so many of you were willing to and are willing to jump in and do what is a Kelly, Rachel, Erica, Teresa, Jessica, Sarah, Caroline and Kristen can tell you is a terrible job. Oh, it's the worst God. job ever. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's 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 a rough job to do. But again, thank you all so much. And and if you've sent those emails in with like your verification stuff, we may still, you know, in a week, we may, you know, I'm kind of letting the team now that they've all got their um got everything figured out, letting them kind of just run things and go through and do it. And if they come to me and say, "Hey, we could use a couple more people," then we'll go to the list and grab a couple more people and we'll just keep building on it that way. Awesome. And oh. and with that said, I think that I think that's all the housekeeping that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, Janet and I certainly are a little well, I can say for my, speak for myself a little bit out of sorts because I've been doing everything but making a podcast for the last two weeks, and now we're trying to get back into the into the swing of things. Um, Even as I leave tomorrow morning at seven o'clock for Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, that's which is why we're doing this this evening. So, since it's already nine o'clock on the East Coast, um, what what'd you think about the we killed her? It's a weird, yeah. It's a, it's definitely a head scratcher. You know, I remember in the follow up uh, that we did as you were getting us ready for that episode to come out, you definitely uh, forewarned that you described it as titillating. Um, yeah. I think that, that was a really good word for it. It's that's it's the right word for it, isn't it? Um, confusing, just enough information to be really interesting, but not enough information to feel confident in it meaning anything. Um, yeah, it's it was. Yeah, I I I, I don't know. Um, Boy, and and I think you know a lot of folks um, with the feedback on Facebook are you know 
kind of feeling the same way in terms of like wanting, you know, you know, this this audience, you know, this army, they want more information, they want to help, they want to do something with it, parse it out figure out if it's helpful. And I think everybody's just kind of like, oh, oh now what? Yeah. And that's exa- when, again, like I, I came across it months ago. And, and so and I listened to it in the order you guys heard it. So like I listened to Garrett's interview and he was like, he told me that like two or three because I think he says like two or three days ago, this call happened. And then I hear the I hear him say that they said we killed her. And I'm like, holy shit, they had her phone. And said that three days ago. And then we hear Bob Shelley's interview. And he says a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then we look at the phone records. And and it looks like the call was on the 5th. But before we dig into more, I'm sure there are questions about that. So we better get right into those questions. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely a, a question that was asked in various forms by a bunch of different people. Wanting to just really verify, like... Do we have any more information? It definitively was a call on, what did you say, September 5th? Am I making yes. that up? yep. And no other indication of anything afterwards, nothing else to work with, just that one single call then mm-hmm. without question. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing else. Nothing after well, the murder, nothing. We don't know because they they requested Becky's phone records, I believe, on the 18th. Yeah. And they wanted September 1st through... Then, right? So they got those records uh, through the, only the 18th. And then later they realized they didn't get the voicemails. So then they filed a second request a couple weeks or a week or so later. Yeah. And they asked for the voicemail, but they only asked for the voicemail. Yeah. And that's when we find out that they couldn't have access. The, that The voicemails were gone because Tiffany had canceled the account. Um, so, like, we don't know. This interview happened on the 27th. It could have been on the 19th. It doesn't yeah. seem like it when he says a couple weeks. I, it's We don't know because we don't have those phone records. Yeah. And shout out to Caroline for posting about that as well. Not a question, but that, that miss by the investigators. And Caroline on the Facebook uh, follow-up uh, post beautifully outlined kind of what you said. Um, she gets into specifics about when the, the warrant was submitted and then realizing they needed those voicemail messages and this sort of potential for uh, a hole to be formed where information could be going instead of it going to us <laughs> where there's that gap right. without knowing. Uh, I'll read Sue's next, but shout out to Sue and Kathy and, and Lucy and Josh, uh, folks really trying to, again, drill down into definitive information about when the call happened and all of that. Uh, Sue says, can we pinpoint when exactly the identities of the victims were released to the public? Garrett mentions it may have been the Thursday before this week of the 27th when he heard that Becky was one of the victims. So it could have been a week and a half ago when Bob got the crazy call the day after the murders. So it was the earliest I've seen where there was a newspaper article where they said the Vic, the bodies have been identified, or at least Becky's body had been identified, actually was on the 27th when it came out. But in the articles before that, it was kind of implied. like So like is an article like, you know, if you read the article, it still says they haven't identified the bodies and da da da. But there's a there's pictures in the articles of Becky, John, and Vicky, and the three people that live there. So it was so y- you could you could read that paper, say on the twenty first, and it seems like those are the three that were killed, but they weren't positively identified. On the twenty seventh is when the newspaper article came out, and I, and I, and if memory serves, it was that was the one that said that Becky's body. Uh, had been identified. I don't think it all three. I don't think all three had been identified at that point. 
Um, and I and I also do want to uh, point out. So before we when we were doing our just kind of pre show on YouTube, uh, listener Casey uh, had done a super chat and and threw out a theory about um, that he thinks that that the could killer was Casey could be a he or she. Oh right, FYI. yeah. Uh, they said that the they believe their theory is that the killer was in the red truck and that the accomplice was hiding in the desert. Uh, we had a little bit of a but 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 they had just pointed out that they thought the show was going when they had sent that. So I wanted to make sure we brought that up. Uh, and and I don't think that's a bad bad theory at all. I mean, the timing does work out that that red truck could be involved. Yeah. Um. But but not really that it could be involved like leaving the scene immediately. But like if it was like parked down the road, because I I still maintain that all of those neighbors converge. I think Becky's body was lit on fire as the neighbors were converging on the scene. Right. Uh, in which case, like if, if a car was leaving there, certainly they would have said, and we saw a car leaving, right. uh, which, which, which none of them did, but I, none of them did, but I could certainly see the red truck being parked down, like on Palm Canyon drive as the getaway car and, and the accomplice accomplice leaving like through the desert or something like well, that. Well, yeah. I, I just wanted to. Yeah. And, sorry, and go ahead. the way Casey put it, I also kind of um, inferred that that could mean that, that the truck driver left the scene maybe even earlier and then there was one person left and that person hid in the desert so there, there doesn't necessarily yeah. require two people to be there right up till the moment that the neighbors are showing exactly um yeah, yeah. somebody else could have left yeah absolutely so we can we back into these i just wanted to make sure we did because because um casey did a did a super chat to get that in no for sure pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shout out also to Eris, um, who continued that, sort of continued the conversation that we're having now um, about when and when the public knew. Tracy says, I know others have asked this on the Facebook this week, but is there any way to find this guy and ask him for an interview? Did anyone do any kind of background check on him? I don't I don't see anything else in the file about him. It's it's something that I have on my list. I thought I thought about it and I just kind of have, haven't done it, but I may reach out to him to see if if he can share anything, you know, I'm not super confident now all these years later that he's getting, cause, cause really what we need to know is, did you look at the phone records or what was the date? Like, did it happen the 19, like uh, Jake in the YouTube chat broke down the exact times when Becky's phone records were pulled, uh, which was from the first through the 18th at 1139 PM, which was 50, which is 54 pages of phone records. And, and I kind of breezed by it, but just to make clear what happened. So then later they did file another request for those voicemails, but the request, and that's what Carolina was talking about too, that, the request very specifically said they only want the voicemails. They didn't pull the rest of the phone records from the 18th up till when the phone phone was canceled. They only requested the uh, the the voicemail records. 
Got it. Um, but as far as interviewing uh, Bob, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that is is on my list. It's so Claire to want some clarification. Um, you know, in the I said, oh boy, I wish I wouldn't have said Claire and clarification because now it seems like it was an intentional pun, and now I've drawn a circle around it. But Claire uh, wanted to just come back to this idea of you know, there's this moment in the conversation with Bob where he says, "I bet it would have been easy to get me. We were probably at the top of each other's phone." address books mm-hmm. in our phone because we both start our names start with b but then it almost right. sounded like he was suggesting that maybe they could be on each other's speed dial or something so claire was just looking for some clarification there um that is that really what is that, do we think that's what he was saying or was he just kind of saying like our we, our names start at the top of the alphabet so maybe i'm not sure way, what he way, was getting I, at the way i understood it well that's the way i took it was that because you know your contacts are stored alphabetically in the phone or well, they still are, but even back then, other than just like the speed dial ones, but if you go into your contacts that since both their names start with B that they would, that, that's the way I understood it. Yeah. I certainly didn't get the impression from him that he thought that they were like so close. She would be on the speed dial. He said like he hadn't talked you know, he talked to her occasionally. Right. You know, like it like months in between. And Caroline says, Garrett says that he thinks the call he made to Bob S. was probably made the 21st. So that's why I'm so frustrated that they didn't ask for the additional logs when they did the second warrant on the phone logs. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Tracy yeah. Tracy points out, why would it matter where Bob Shelley was when he got the call? It felt like a weird question for LeClaire to ask since he said that he was driving at the time. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I is that a, a tactic to sort of yeah. help refresh someone's general memory like put yourself back where you were yeah that that's actually one of the um few things that leclerc did that like i would have done the same thing and i and you probably heard me do that when i interview people especially if we're thinking about dates and times like i'll ask questions like okay if you think about you because your your memories all of your senses kind of attach to your memories you know so Mm -hmm. you'll do you'll do things you know like cognitive interviews where you're like okay close your eyes think back to the time was it dark out? What did the sky look like? You know, I did it with like David Jacoby when we were trying to figure thing out some, yeah. some time on that with him. Like what in I'm like, OK, so you're standing at the pipe. Tell me what that looked like. Right. Because, you know, I, it, it's 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 useless to say what time was it. Right. But if he can tell me like in his case, he's like uh, it was it was getting dark, but it wasn't dark. Like I could see across the, the creek, but or the bayou, but nothing was clear. Like it was kind of blurry. Like it was that kind of dark. The sky looked kind of purple. And then we can use that and go back to like historical weather data. It's the same thing. So, you know, he says, you know, when, when was the call? Uh, I don't remember a couple of weeks ago. Well, do you remember where you were going? It's not that he cares where he's at, but, but that may be something that could jog something loose. Like he could be like, where was I going? I was, oh, you know what? I was, I was on my way to Costco. That's right. That's the, yes. you know, I, I was going to Costco because I was getting, Plates for my kid's graduation party. So that had to have been this day. You know, something like that is what you're hoping for. Right. There's also um, some conversation on the follow-up and possibly on the Facebook page proper about um, this coincidence or not that Bob is another Robert, um, that Bob Shelley is a Robert. So, you know, Kim had brought it up, wondering if that could be someone thinking they were calling Robert, not that that casts any blame on Robert, but that it could be some sort of prank or, you know, Veronica thought too that maybe that's like a way to sort of throw shade towards robert in some way um so people wondering if there's anything any conclusion to be drawn about the parallel in names i I read that at first i thought that's you know it's intriguing but then i mean i would seriously doubt no one called robert bob 
and and, and I and I can't like I can't imagine this weird like formality where Becky meets a guy named Bob and then she saves his number as Robert because that's his government name. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a yeah. It, so yeah, it's now could it be that someone else was like you know oh let's call Robert and they see a Bob and they just think well Robert's Bob Bob that's possible. Mm. Uh, but but it's just we have so much. The whole thing's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, for, we're talking about all these details, but let's go back to the fact that someone other than Becky yeah. called someone from Becky's phone. But before said, but before she had passed. Yeah. I mean. And, and says, we killed her. You know, do you have to worry about her? We killed her or whatever, whatever he said. Like, what? Forget you know. Besides all these little like just that fact, even if it was a joke or a prank, like right. what is that? What I don't understand is it. That what yeah. is that? It's very strange. It's very strange. I mean, I definitely was going through trying to figure out if you know because he thought it was a prank at the time, or because he didn't think as much of it then. I was sort of like running through my mind, like what else could they have said that he even gave himself permission to think at the time, like, oh, it kind of sounded like they said we killed her, but obviously that's not what they said. So maybe it was something I misheard. Like I was trying to think of what else sounds like that, that someone would have said in that sort of yeah. context. It's just all very strange. Yeah. Cause it's also weird nothing. that he's, that, that he was like, ah, they're probably kidding. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like, I would have <laughs> drawn that conclusion also. I just would have been like, because he's a lot older, which actually brings us to, and I see some, some comments about this on Facebook, but, um, you know, I, you were careful to say at the beginning of the episode that you didn't really read much into it and that it seemed, you know, like th these were straight shooters who were really just trying to help in any way they could. Um, but we did have a couple of folks say, you know, what, 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 why would he say he's her guardian angel? Um, you know, folks were, you know, KB, for example, and some, some of you, y'all in the, the chat now are saying like, what, was he an actual guardian angel? Like, that's actually a thing that you can do as a volunteer position or, you know, what's yeah, a few that listeners all about? had had pointed out there's like there's a couple of things. There's like a guardian angels like motorcycle club. And then there's like a guardian angels program that someone a few people had talked about. Yeah. That is like a volunteer thing where but like so we we don't know the guy. Right. Yeah. Like, is that just like just a turn of phrase that he uses? Like, like again, I can't stress this enough. The whole situation weird. is incredibly weird. Yeah. It's so strange. I don't like, like, I don't have the answer to that. Someone did, uh, Casey in the chat had asked, like, how do we know that the call was from Becky's phone? All we know is him saying it. We, we don't know for sure. He said he received the call from Becky's phone. And when we went back and looked at the phone records, there was indeed a call from Becky's phone to his phone. So, so, I mean, we can't 100% say that's the call that, that he's talking about, but there's some confluence there, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, you know, when, when he says, on the 27th, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Well, it turns out it was like three and a half weeks before is when that call happened. It could have been that call. But yeah, we don't know that. But it, it's a it's an interesting, you know, it, it, it would be an interesting coincidence if he said he hadn't talked to her in months and then she called him out of the blue and that happens. And we see a call yeah. from her to him because they also said um, that they think they meant maybe he meant that just he loves her. Like I'm her guardian angel that that That's loves definitely her. Like, how I, don't I know. took it. I mean – I don't know. I, I yeah. For me, thinking about, and again, I, I know that putting yourself in someone's shoes or saying uh, I was this kind of person um, only goes so far. It's not necessarily particularly useful, but we are also experiential like people. And so I don't know when I when I think about being 
a teenager at that age who's she's clearly very open with them. She's talking about kind of stuff she's going through. Um, it's a place she pops into when she's done with her class. Whatever the intention, I, I just could see a scenario in which, uh, you know, a guy felt protective, like whether it's whatever the motivation is or as simple as that, that there's just a sense of like, yeah, I feel protective towards this kid or this young lady or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That didn't bother me, but I totally understand exactly why it would bother everyone. I just, for whatever reason, it didn't bother me because it seemed like I could see myself put, putting yeah. myself in that situation where I'm that girl and that, I, you know, that a guy's like, I'm, I'm looking out for this kiddo. Like, Yeah, I, I could think of a dozen people in my life, especially some older folks that are that, that I know that in, in my life that would absolutely say something like, well, I'm her guardian angel, right. I'm her, you know, like especially and then there's always like people that in cases and things like this where it's just like they want to be involved they want to be important they want to show their you know they who knows well yeah that was something that tony tony actually brought up was you know saying you know in high profile crimes people sometimes offer made up tips um did you have any spidey sense um was there any reason for you to think personally that this might have been a red herring and that it wasn't even entirely real I, uh, again, the fact that we find we find that call on September 5th on her phone records gives it certainly some credence to me. It would be super odd. To, like, it would be a very strange thing to just make up completely you know, out of out of whole cloth that, oh, by the way, that that call is when, you, you know, and make up this whole story. But again, one more time, the entire situation is very strange. So who knows? Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I wish I could say that um, the Facebook uh, follow-up post cracked open a ton of of information and i know you were interested in hearing everyone's thoughts about it but um that i think everybody feels as stumped as you so i don't really have more i have something that's kind of um a little more unrelated that we can jump to from from chris um okay but yeah i don't i don't i don't know i don't know it's doesn't seem like law enforcement felt like there was anything they could really hold on to and pursue there either but i just wish they documented stuff yeah Better, like, like, cause, like, I want to believe that at least at some point Leclerc got with him and was like, "Let me see the phone record," or that he called, right, and was like, "Hey, I checked my phone records. The call was on on this date and date and time, right." And 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 you know that very well may have been the case, and they've been like, "Oh, well, it was that was before she was she was killed." So, you know, they but but like, there's not at least that I found there's nothing documented about that. So like, we it, we just get left with these questions all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, Chris says, I'm wondering about the length of the jury deliberation. I've heard a good rule of thumb is one day of deliberation per week of trial. So for a six-week trial, that goes. this goes beyond this measure. However, we have two defendants, three victims, multiple charges, first degree, second degree, manslaughter, maybe nine charges to consider. There's been no indication the jury was deadlocked or anything. The jury reached five guilty verdicts. It was a circumstantial case with lots to consider. It doesn't feel like a super long deliberation. Lots to discuss, not necessarily that some were holdouts that eventually switched votes. Well, I mean, we, I mean, I certainly there's people there that, that still think that the alternate juror that sent the email was not actually an alternate juror, but we know for a fact that she, that she was. There were holdouts. They, you know, the, the, the original vote was split down the middle. I don't know. I've never heard of there's a rule of thumb for how long a deliberation takes. I, I, I don't know where that rule of thumb comes from. To me, like 10 days, that's two full weeks of sitting talking about the uh, about the evidence. And it did like you did. You had people you had six people, according to her, that that voted not guilty. And then over the course of those 10 days, slowly started to come around. Uh, and and then, of course, usually that's what happens in a jury in a jury room is once once one side has a clear majority, then it, it's kind of. Whether it's 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 open or it's implied, there's a pressure that starts to get put on you. Like right. I, I've been in juries where this has been the case, where it's like you know, there's ten people are saying guilty and two people are saying not guilty, and then you get to a point where people are just frustrated. They're like, "Dude, we just want to go home, and you guys are holding us up." It's all perspective. What's a long deliberation? What's not? I don't, like I said, I've never heard of any any rule of thumb for how many days per day of trial. You have. I mean, we've seen we've seen trials that have, you know, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but um, like the O.J. Simpson case went on for how many months? Yeah. And the verdict came back, if I remember correctly, pretty damn quickly. Right. For not guilty. And we've seen trials that have gone for weeks and months and, you know, guilty verdicts have come in a day or so. I don't think there's any kind of rule of thumb. So, I mean, if you don't think 10 days was a long deliberation, then. For you, it's not. To me, 10 days is a long time, and, and it made sense when we saw the alternate juror's email that, um, that that was it. They started off split right down the middle, and ultimately, they decided that because once they, 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 they requested statements uh, to look again at the statements that Robert and Christian had made, and we're comparing that to the cell phone evidence, what we know now is the flawed cell phone evidence, and they determined that their statements didn't line up with the cell phone evidence. And that was, it seemed like that's what ultimately led to the conviction. Mm. Uh, Amanda in the chat says, have all of Becky's calls now been organized and reconciled from the dates available? Uh, yeah, I believe, I believe they all have been uh, for, for all of the records. There's, there's a few that are like, we've figured out who the name is, but we don't really know much about like, there was a, a, a person that's like, well, we found this name, and she's one of the names of the people that were on Becky's Facebook, but we don't really know know them. Uh, we really you know, the deep dive that we did into everybody was like right like the weekend of the murders. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely other other names on there. But um, and, and nothing. I'll say this: nothing else that we saw is any any kind of red flags, especially because you know this 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 crime happened. It doesn't seem like you know she had a phone conversation with somebody two weeks before has zero contact with them for the next two weeks. And then they show up the house and kill the whole family. It just doesn't seem like a likely thing. Um, and Chris did Chris, who sent that comment, mm-hmm. 
in the chat said that uh, the OJ verdict came in less than four hours, which is that that's that sounds right. I, I remember it was very quick. Chris, Chris, says, Chris also says it was uh, Jim Clemeny who said one day per week. Oh, I get that confused with when you are supposed to have jet lag, to be honest with you, because I've also heard like one day of jet lag per week you were gone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to know unless you're inside the room. But um, yeah. I, personally, I think they're from what we've seen, like just a couple examples we gave. They're all different. Right. I'll have to ask Jim next time I talk to him. What does rule of thumb mean? Yeah. Like, is that an average or what is that? What does that even mean? Yeah. Uh, that's all I have. Okay. So we are a little short. It was a short episode, so we don't have a lot of questions, but we'll take a couple minutes if anybody has anything in the YouTube chat they want that are questions that they're dying to ask. Uh, and if not, then we'll go ahead and and call it a night. It is, uh, for those of you that are hearing this on Friday, uh, we record this on Tuesday evening, which we don't usually do on in the evenings. All right. So real quick, we got a couple things in the YouTube chat. Uh, Emily wants to know about our true crime lives. And uh, yeah, we we still plan on doing those. Yeah, we started doing it right as things were getting the very possibly busiest they could be with my travel schedule and your life schedule. And so yeah. the, the spirit is willing. It's just the time hasn't hasn't been there. Yeah. So we will do more of them. But again, like Janet, the reason we're doing this in the evening uh, is Janet is flying out first thing tomorrow morning on our usual day for uh, for other was another con you're going mm-hmm. to and then I'm going to New York after that from f- f- Pennsylvania but I'm gonna yep. I'll f- I'm finding a place that I can record on Wednesday next week yep. from New York yeah so probably nothing this week or probably next week but yeah we'll we'll do them again because believe me I think I speak for both of us we love doing oh them. yeah it's, it's a blast yeah yeah uh, it's also a good chance for us to to catch up with each other so yeah. we'll, we'll let you know we'll keep everybody. And thanks for caring enough to ask. That's really nice, you guys. Yep. Uh, ben just wanted to say, I know the later follow-up was due to other circumstances, but thanks for the later one. It was nice to finally join a uh, follow-up from Australia. Well, thanks for joining us all the way from Australia, Ben. Uh, and, and with that, we've got some super chats that we'll get to after that we always do after we're done recording. But uh, as far as the follow-up goes, uh, we don't want to bore you guys with any of our any of our nonsense. So... Uh, we're going to wrap the follow-up up for now. Uh, thank you guys very much. Make sure you tune in Sunday. So this Sunday's episode is going to be like the summary of everything, uh, that we've covered as far as the case against Robert and Christian, the case for the, you know, the, how they were convicted and, and where I believe, uh, the state failed. And I think that they, you know, why I believe that Robert and Christian are very much innocent. Uh, it will be a, a summary episode, um, I haven't written it yet, but I'm I'm sure it's going to be a banger. It's going to be great. Uh, so, it's yeah. going to be great. Uh, so that'll be coming up on Sunday. And then after that, we're going to get into our alternate suspects. Uh, so all that's coming up. Make sure you tune in on Sunday. And thank you all for joining us both in the YouTube chat and for downloading the episode. And hoping and praying that uh, you're able to download this on Friday and the feed transfer has gone through smoothly. I think that it has. Fingers crossed. Thanks, everybody. We miss you, Zach. See you next follow-up. See you guys. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Edited by Kelly Barron's Brink, and all music for the show was created by PutThemInASong.com. Our follow-up logo was created by me, and all of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com. 
where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Wood-Yomnick, Ginger Viola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at truthjusticepod. Follow our personal accounts on social media. I can be found in all forms at Bob Ruff Truth. Janet can be found at Janet Barney. And Zach is at Z to the Q. And don't forget that we always have our 24 7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269 224 2833. However, you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. As for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Zach Weaver. And I'm Janet Varney. And this has been Truth and Justice. Uh, Janet, take it away. Great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be just perfect. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.